0: Our goal is to bring successful business women together to share how they're leading the way in business today.
1: Hey, good afternoon everyone and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I am Michelle Burquist, your host today. It's a Friday, so I'm pretty excited. I'm your host today of influential women, but more than that, I am excited cuz I get this wonderful opportunity among our our radio show network is I'm introducing one of our new radio show hosts with Women Lead Radio. And uh, I'm going to do this and I have an incredible little like overview for for her. But first of all, I just want everyone to know that my guest, who is our new future Women Lead Radio host, with her new show series, Ageless Ambition, is the amazing, the wonderful Mary Lou Doctor, Mary Lou Ryder, and she is a professor at UMass Global, along with being a multi, multi, multi book, amazing book author with a sister to sister series that she has produced with her guest, her sister, um, and they're an incredible book series. So Mary Lou, first of all,
2: say hello to all of our listeners. Hello on a Friday afternoon. I'm so excited to be here, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh, Mary Lou, I told you when you came
1: up with this new show series, I was like, you know what, we need to talk about this. And I, I just, I'm really, I, let me share a little bit about your bio. You are, your new host is Ageless Ambition. It's going to be a podcast that celebrates women who defy age stereotypes and pursue their ambitions, regardless of age, I love that you're going to be speaking with remarkable senior women who are breaking barriers, have break barriers, challenge assumptions, live their best lives. I mean, there's so much that's here. And I know we'll talk a little bit about your book series both you and your sister and the Sister to Sister series. But the first thing I want you to share with our listeners is how did you even, like what sparked your idea for this radio show? Because I love it.
2: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I'm getting old. Maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> like, what okay, we don't what want to say that. No, me too. getting old. <laughs> that's um, right. That's so, right. So just recently, um, I've been in the university for 12 years, and I just turned um, 74. So, um, yeah, 74, 73 or 74. And my university uh, is going through some downsizing, and they just sent out um, – a retirement incentive to all of the professors who were 65 and older, offering them a wonderful deal to leave. Um, At Mm -hmm. first I took it as, you know, just complete ageism. I was just like, oh, my word, this this is just too much to bear. Um, But just the (laughs) actual process of going through making the decision uh, it just surfaced all my values as, as a, a woman um, defying ageism herself. So it's it was a tough decision. But I'm staying. and you did make did a decision. Not take her I know, yeah, i didn't stay. Yeah, yeah you I did. decided to stay, which I was like, wow. Yeah, and I remember the day I told a couple of people, and I would put it out there, and everyone would guess, and I go, no, nope, you're staying. You didn't take the take the retirement offer. So. Yeah, I've been actively involved in uh, women's issues for a long time, Michelle, Um, and and actually um, it started, uh, I started addressing uh, women and aging and ageism probably about 10 years ago when I started, when I just started, uh, left my uh, job as a school superintendent, very high intense job um, of running these school districts, and so I retired, and then I said, is this the end? And so... So many things surfaced during that time period at 62, and now I'm 74, and uh, I've come a long way with my thinking. I've done a lot of writing and a lot of thinking about women, challenging stereotypes, and being an advocate for change.
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, first of all, I did not know that you came up with the idea of this women and aging <clears throat> a long time ago. Because I, you know, I remember my mom when she was, you know, just turned her 60, and she was trying to change corporate jobs and. It was tough. I mean, they were just, you know, she knew she wasn't being selected for positions she was applying for just because of her age, you know. And, I mean, that was tough to see, you know, in my mind. I'm like, Mom, just go, you know, like network, find another job. And she was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) You have no idea. Now I understand. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, talk to our listeners a little bit because I know you've already been thinking about some of the women that, you know, you want to guest have as your guests on the show like what kind of women are you like lining up here because it's going to be an exciting show based on what you're thinking you're going to be chatting about with them
2: it is going to be exciting and um i have not had one woman turn me down yet everyone's excited to share their journey and to share their um uh, story about uh ageism and and being ambitious beyond a certain time period for example i'm Uh, I just had a mentor. Um, She's been my mentor forever, and she's 84, Um, a former school superintendent, former school uh, university dean, and she worked right up until she was 82, and um, she experienced ageism across the board. There wasn't a day, she said, when she was dean of that university that somebody didn't come up to her and ask her if she was going to retire. So, um oh, wow. she's got some tips for us on how to address some some outright ageism um that comes comes at you, uh talking she's gonna talk to us about how to develop new skills and right now she's retired but she's writing a book. So um another one of my um uh guests will be a woman who I actually was on her podcast and she has a podcast called Hey Boomers and she's oh, interviewed hundreds of women and so I reached out to her. Her name is Wendy Green. I said, hey, Wendy, how would you like to be on a podcast? And she says, oh, love it. I'm there. So she <laughs> she's going to share some of her stories uh, after interviewing these hundreds of women, um, you know, on, on what it's like to grow old and some tricks that you can do to, to face some of these, um, some of the limitations that, of course, we all experience. Um, and then I'm hoping to get um, – someone to come in and talk about wellness and wisdom for women in the workplace called Vibrant Aging. And then uh, got my fingers crossed, fashion and beauty. Now, I know you think that's kind of crazy for a woman who's all immersed in um, embracing lifelong learning and being an advocate for change. But one of the things that I share in my book is some of the simple tips like, Get a good haircut. Spend money on a good haircut when you're older. I know it sounds crazy, but a good haircut no, I think that's smart. I really do think that's smart. Yeah, long way. And don't dress like an old lady. Um, you know, um, a lot of women just they just kind of kick back and say, "Okay, that's it. I'm going to get the you know the sports we're on, and that's and that's it." So I'm going to have someone to talk about how our self-esteem. Can really be, we can empower ourselves by how we look, how we feel, the exercises we do, that kind of thing. So I'm pretty excited about it, um, and I'm just uh, hoping to be able to share um, some good, some ideas for people to how to embrace this lifelong learning that we're all engaged in once we age and get over 62. Yeah. Um, it
1: It is amazing. And, you know, I love what you said about the whole fashion thing. Not that, you know, it's going to be like fashionista, you know, like right, influencers, right. but I, I do think there is something to be said that as we get older, like, you know, I mean, I know this is crazy, but the makeup we wear is not the same makeup, you know, or maybe lack of makeup. Mm-hmm. Like I watched a woman in corporate America and she let her hair go grow gray and she was really proud of it. And yet what the impact of that was is that people treated her, which is, I think this is so wrong, but they started treating her differently. You know, she looked older, and she was okay with it. But the impact of it on her, on her continued career, was not as positive as what she was feeling empowered by. So I I, I can't wait to hear that because I think that'll be really fun. And that, I mean, geez, I don't know. Hope you find somebody on that one. Good luck, Mary Lou.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just. (laughs) But I think it's important yeah. as we age to challenge stereotypes. I think that we can actively go out there and you know and debunk ageism by being visible, vocal, participate in, in various aspects of life and and that's why I'm still working. Um it was, you know, a hard experience, a hard choice to make, but I said I'm so connected to these young people that I'm with Every day and I'm um, I think fostering intergenerational connections is really important when you're younger when you're older to to connect up with what they're doing in the world. That's why I love connected women of influence so much because there's such diversity in the group of women when we meet twice a month. It's just a. Uh, it's really important. Um, I'm going to share a real quick story. Um, I've retired oh, well. when I was a, when I was a superintendent and about a month later, I happened to be on Facebook, and I saw this school. Uh, schools typically celebrate the 100th day of school, okay? And they okay. do something for 100 days. And across the board, I kept pulling up these uh, p- photographs of young children all dressed up like uh, older people. I mean, they had the granny glasses on. They had wheelchairs. They had walkers. And <laughs> while well, I was I became intense that there was such a policy, never in my school district. I was in two, never, never did we experience this, but I had two or three good friends who were superintendents. And so what I did was I wrote a letter to every school superintendent in um state of California. And I told them, please stop your hundred day uh, stereotyping of older people being in walkers. It's, it's hurting us. And and it, and they stopped it, yeah, so um it's little things like that that um I think that uh, are really critical for allowing women like myself to be perceived as someone who can still contribute, someone who can still make a difference in the world the,
1: you know who and who who would have thought right like that little things like that can make such an impact in in people's opinions or press, or just you know perspectives. But I love that. I'm going to ask you to hang on a second because we're going to shift for okay. just a quick minute while I thank one of our sponsors. Um, another educational institution. So this is um to our listeners. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Oh, my gosh, thank you so much for your support, National University, and to all of our CWI sponsors and partners in Women Lead Radio. So, Mary Lou, I'm back to you. And I'm, you know, we're, we're there's so many things I want to ask you, but I'm, I'm really curious because you were in this space, and I know you said you also, of all the many books that you wrote, um, I want to bring out one of them, and that is this ageism one. And what are some of the things that you see, just maybe the top three, that women struggle with when it relates to ageism, because I know you see, and that you know, and you've shared, you've experienced a bit of it. But what are some of the things that you think are the top three that you can share with our listeners? And maybe we don't, they don't even know it, that
2: they're kind of being segmented that way. Well, that's a really good question. I think that um, being marginalized is probably the top one. Um, we're perceived, especially females. If you see a male and a female walking down the street and, and the fella is old, older, he, I mean, it's, it's very trite to keep saying this, but, you know, he looks, he looks good. You know, he's got, he's got the gray yeah. hair. He's hes even somewhat handsome. Um, but I, I got to tell you, I was just a little bit offended when I saw Marcus Stewart on, on the, the whole hoopla that went out there today because I was like, darn it. Okay, so great. She's look, looking good and she's, she's in a swimsuit. Um, but it's just it's it's very similar to what our young girls are going up against today. I mean, how can most of us who are in our seventies match Martha Stewart and have access yeah. to all that all, all that she has to look that good? So it's just another example of that. So I think we have to be very while we want to get the good haircut and we want to look good and we don't want to dress like an old lady and we want to stay stylish, we also have to be very sensitive to not being unrealistic that, you know, that we're just not going to look like a, a 30-year-old woman again and that we have to, you know, be very happy with how we look. Um, and I think that's that's the big part, becoming marginalized because we tend to, um, uh, you know, be compared to, to younger women. So that would be the first one. Um, the other one, I know this sounds really crazy, but did you know, um, of of women over 65 in this country will fall at some time in their home. And so I think that, that, um, wow, it's huge. And if you are over 65 and you break your hip uh, from a fall, you will have a a really hard time of it along the way um, for recovery. Um, And so I really Mm -hmm. stress in, in the book is to, have women be strong in their legs and to be very sensitive to, uh, I tell them to throw the throw rugs out of their house because that's where most of the falls come from in in homes where older women just will fall and slip on their own throw rugs in their home and to be very careful when stepping off curbs and to not look up when they're walking. So um, that to me, um, and, and that's resonated with me a lot because I have known so many women who have fallen uh, since they 've turned sixty two or sixty five so being healthy, be, making sure you have strength in your legs um, and uh, being careful in your own home so that you, you know that you're not multitasking and you fall because if you fall' it's, it's not a good a good situation moving forward. And then the other most important thing I think is to embrace lifelong learning. You know I think that um, and, and, and this is also very prevalent in the research They'll, you know learn a new skill. I always say to to all the women that I know, step away from the computer, step away from the television. Um, I did yeah. a study one time that said that we spend like older women spend five to six hours a day in front of that TV set, and so that's not really embracing like How five to six hours a day. Five to six Ooh. hours. They turn it on in the morning and they keep it. They keep it going all day, and then they'll watch it a good uh, a good uh, a lot of TV at night. So by embracing mm-hmm. lifelong learning, it's things like just enrolling in programs, getting a new hobby, engaging in activities that can challenge or stimulate your mind. Um, and it's really true. You, you have to keep your mind just kind of turning. And that's why I love the topic of ageless ambition. You know, be ambitious. Don't give up. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that, that getting old is easy. It's not. Um, I had to go to a... A woman, I didn't have to. I had a woman's group I was going to go to last night. My back was just killing me. And I thought for a minute, you know, I'm just going to stay home. And it's, it's just having that, that little bit of grit that we have to get as older women to say, you know, I'm going to go in spite of the back. I'm going to go in spite of how tired I am. So what we did when we were younger, it's real important that we take that right down into, into every generation that we hit, every, every decade that we hit.
1: You know how much I love all that? Because even, I just think those are fascinating. And and you've got, you are the definitely quintessential expert, not by age, but just based on what you've interacted and researched with your book. Um, And we've got, you know, just a few minutes left before I get to your book series and kind of what you do at UMass Global. You know, know, I remember I've seen women that, you know, they say, oh, my gosh, I can't leave my job it's like you know i don 't have enough money to da, da 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 and I'm like you know there 's a point, and I 'd love for you to touch on it at when your career needs to find a next chapter because I see in our association, I see so many women that are career women, not the entrepreneurs but the career women struggle so much with thinking they can 't leave corporate America and do something that maybe fuels their soul and their passion very differently, you know because they look at how much money i 'm making, my title, my position, my longevity. I'm really curious if you might, because I know you you have an opinion on it, but for our (laughs) listeners, like, what do you think about that? Because it breaks my heart when I see that because I go, there's so much more to the world. You know, we get one chance in life, and yet, you know, I, too, am in the – I hit 60 last year, and I was like, oh, my God, that was a huge benchmark for me. And, you know, I mean, I'm thinking differently and all of that that you just said. But I think on the careers, touch on that. Like, how can women be a little more – you know, proactive that, you know, this isn't where you have to be forever until you retire, but I know there's 401K plans and all that. What do you think about that and how women can maybe find more passion and purpose to what they do aside from just looking at the money?
2: Well, boy, that's a big question. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Um, I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) No, that's okay. That's that's a biggie. Um, Well, when I'm in retrospect, I look back at, uh, being a school superintendent, and I was right there with the woman that you're talking about. I absolutely loved every inch of that job. And um, some political factors came in. Um, and every, every day my, my my husband would put me in the car and say goodbye, and he'd send me off to work, and I'd go, go to go off to the district office. And he told me one day, he says, you know, I think this job is just killing you. He said, how many more years are mm-hmm. you going to work at this? And I, fig- I figured, well, I'd probably do it until I was 65, 67. The deal was I didn't have an exit plan. You know, I, I'm a, mm-hmm. I, I've reinvented myself three or four times in my life, but if you don't have an exit plan, you don't start thinking about those kind of opportunities that, that you could access after you retire. Um, that, was, that was a period of my life when I didn't have an exit plan, and I sat in a chair for six months which was just not like me. I, you know, wow. I was just sitting there, you know, I, I was financially okay because I had the retirement system and everything, but I said, okay, now what am I going to do? And I think a lot of women um, fear leaving their current job because they don't have an exit plan. So I would advise people to get up there and talk to other people who have made that change, thus, thus listening to some of these women on these podcasts who've experienced those kinds of transitions, and try and have an exit plan if you're planning on moving into something else and um, just be, you know, just be excited about the next three or four decades in your life. You just, you don't want to waste them. That's it for us. And so I want to make every minute count. So yeah. Have I written, have I written a million books? Yeah, I have. But (laughs) for me, it's like, it's like, I have got a lot to say to women and young girls. And so every every second that I can use to be able to uh, advocate for change for older women and young girls, uh, it's just, it's invigorating and it keeps me alive and it gets me out of bed in the morning. So hopefully other women can oh. they can resonate with other women, have an exit plan. Don't do what I did and sit for, for six months wondering, oh, now what? You know, poor me, no job. Um, and just get yourself up, step away from the TV, step away from the computer, get a mentor and talk to people and make that change. That's why I joined Connected Women of Influence. I needed to be around these positive women, and, and my word, they are so positive. They have good ideas. They're very helpful. Um, they mentor one another. It's, it's just it's pure joy to be around these women that you put together, Michelle. Well, let's do five hours
1: of that, shall we, Mary Lou, just on that subject. But I I, I thank you for that because that's very kind of you. And, you know, I agree. I mean, it is. It's the diversity of perspectives along with all the other things that come with it. But, you know, I love what you said. And, you know, I mean, I can hear, like, listeners like, well, but my situation is this and mine's that. And I can't leave and I don't have enough money. And it's like, you're right. You you know, I I get it. But I do think I don't think we as women, because of the fact that we're mama bears in many cases and, you know, we're taking – and we don't – it's always we're second, not first. And I think that's the message that I'm hearing from you is that there's a point where you go, look, if you could do something that had passion and purpose and also, you know, what the kind of money you bring in, I'm sorry, I think every single one of us can spend differently. And I was forced to do that. My husband passed away last year. And it was it was a rude awakening to me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm spending all this stuff on this or that or the other. And, you know, you just – you learn to pair back and you learn to make it work. So – at any rate, I know there's a lot of conversation on that, but I want to talk and have this kind of wrap up on these amazing books that I am, I am a recipient of, I've purchased, I have bought them and given them as gifts, and I, you know, I just really want our listeners to know, one, share about the Sister to Sister series, and then two, where did the inspiration start coming up between you and your literal, quote, sister, start coming up with these book ideas? I mean, what was the inspiration where you and your sister started this?
2: Well, well, that's a good question, and I want to do it real quick because I know we're short on time. Um, I had started um, a book on women and aging. Um, I was interviewing women, okay? And I was getting their advice because I was trying to find out, you know, how am I going to do this thing? I'm 62, I'm 65. I want to get their advice. So I figured (laughs) the best way to do it is I'll interview. So I, I started interviewing people I knew, and I took the transcripts, and I had them all copied. And one day, I, I talked to my sister on the East Coast, and she was in a complete state of depression. And she had just mm. turned, uh, I think it was 58. And she said, oh, I don't know what to do. I said, oh, I'm getting fat, my wrinkles, and I don't have a job, and they won't hire me. And so I said, Jess, I'm going to send you these cr- transcripts, and I just want you to read them. So I sent them to her. And this was, was just a book in, you know, in theory, you know. It was just in its draft form. And she called me back the next day, and she goes, oh, my God. She said, all of these stories resonate with me. I I should be doing some of these things. I need to talk to to more women. I said, well, you want to help me write a book? You want to help me finish this book? So she went out. (laughs) She's like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah. She went out and started interviewing a lot of her older friends for this book and people that were in her circle of influence. It changed her life. Because she was asking oh, them wow. questions that she was really wanting to know about, you know, uh, what do you do when you're 62 and how do, you, how do you get a job when they think you're too old and, you know, and the person interviewing you is like, you know, 22 and you're 62 and things like that. So that's where it started. And my passion has always been women in leadership. So we just took it one step further and I, we interviewed uh, young career women for another book. Um, young girls for uh, a book on uh, called Show Your Work, and most recently we didn't interview anybody, but we we made a coloring book for young girls called For Young Toddlers from age, Ages 2 to 5 called Color Me Confident. So we have a passion for changing the world for young girls and women, and we're certainly advocates for change, and we're really good sisters now. We're- <laughs> She's like,
1: uh, that's so cute. I think that's cool. And she's, not, she's not she's not sitting around, right? She's not sitting around anymore. She's, like, busy because you guys I, – I just think that's amazing, you know, what you've done. And I, I will tell, because I know we've got your website that's on our show page. How do you want people to reach out and connect with you if they uh, if they want to want find you? What do you want them to do besides your website? They,
2: uh, they could email me at uh, drmlr, that's drmlr at yahoo.com. Or they could visit our website. That's already out there. Um, or just check Sister to Sister Secrets on Amazon. and You'll see all of our publications and some of our real fun books for young girls. Um, so, yeah, or they could call me at 760-900-0556.
1: I love that, and also talk a little bit about the books. They're different than other books. You call them something that is kind of your brand that they're just not the written word for some of the "Show Your Worth" girl and those. That I mean, they're just beautiful on the inside. But what do you call that again? And share with our listeners.
2: We call them instagraphics. Um, We have five instagraphics out, and basically what they are is we have found, um, and I found it through my work at at the university. Uh, people are really busy right now and they want to get information as quickly and as easy as possible and they want it to be entertaining. So our books um, have graphics in it, have a good message in it, have research in it. So it's not just stuff we're making up. I mean, like I said, I've been involved in women leadership and and women leaders for over 20 years. And so uh, the strategies that we promote in these books, uh, they work. And they're all about – confidence and building your self-esteem and getting your agency back and, and doing all the good things to uh, be the best, be your best best self on a good day is what we say. No, I love that. I know I don't think I ever shared this with you,
1: but I, you know, that I had spoken a while, just a while ago to a girls' conference and it was 7th and 8th grade girls and, and we had purchased your book um, kindly. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were so giving of what you did and, and I had a sponsor with it and we, spoke to almost 200 young girls and the funny part was I don't think I ever shared this with you but as the books were being passed out and I was of course at the front of the room and still speaking and interacting but I had the chance to kind of view the audience from my perspective on or in front of the stage and it was so funny because I was looking and these girls were just going through the pages one I mean, it wasn't reading, but I could tell that they were intensely looking at the the, the kind of like cartoony info. What do you call it again? Info. I kind of get that word. What's the word again? Infographics. Instagram it. yeah, and they were looking Instagram. through them and they were just like they were they were in they were they were just so enamored with the book so that says a lot when people sit there and turn page after page and i was still yapping at the front and trying to engage them so thank you for that you kind of like pulled everybody away from my talk but i'm just teasing because it was it was amazing they're beautiful books again the sister to sister series correct is that what That's people correct. can find it on your books on amazon yes we can
2: awesome sister okay i'm going to leave you with our women and girls.
1: Sister to Sister Series and Women and Girls, Dr. Mary Lou Ryder, and we have your website on our show page. So um, we are literally at the final point. So I'm just going to ask you, is there anything you want to wrap us up with that you can leave with all of our amazing listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, that can leave us on a Friday before a three-day weekend that could inspire or motivate, made it, motivate us? No pressure, but what can you leave us with, Mary Lou? <laughs>
2: I can leave you with if you are a woman who is experiencing um age aging as we all are and we 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 don't get any younger be outrageous and follow your heart and never ever ever call yourself an old lady and most important make a lot of women friends <laughs> that would be my oh, biggest I love takeaway.
1: that you know it is, and as we get older, we don't make as many friends. So, yes, find, it, find your tribe is what I would say. I love it. Thank you. I can't wait for our listeners to see your first show or listen to it. When is your first show? Do you know the date so you can tell everybody? Um,
2: I think I do. The first date is in July. July oh, – No, I don't have it. I'm sorry. I, I That's just okay. Don't as long as Michelle. we know it's in July, right? Yep, it's in July. Awesome. So we are okay, good. you've
1: been an amazing guest. I cannot wait for our listeners to have you do your host and be the, the series host for your new show series again it's it's ageless ambition so i love those two words a play on words um that is our show for today so mary lou thank you for being my guest for the last time when you're going to be a host i want to thank all of our listeners both in the u.s and internationally as we are an international show people um after our show today you can listen to women lead radio on all the subscription podcasts specifically though Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We're working hard to quickly expand to a daily radio show and podcast, so for now, We'll be back again for another live show, Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, even Saturdays sometimes at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, and more than that. So for now, I wish you all well. It's a Friday. Go out and make it a great weekend. And, you know, do as Mary Lou stated. Go have ageless ambition.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence